Hello, everyone. Welcome to a special presentation of Faith Fit. My name is Jennifer Drow, and I'm the Senior Director of Communications for the Diocese of Orlando. And I've had the honor of working with and for Bishop John Noonan for about a year and a half now. Bishop joins us in studio today for a very important discussion. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you for inviting me. Bishop, we're here to talk about the U.S. bishops meeting that recently took place in Baltimore. Controversial headlines began trending out of that event from day one, when the Vatican insisted that there would be no vote on any proposed policies for handling sexual misconduct and the current abuse crisis. Headlines that read, bishops criticized for a lack of action, Rome not serious about solving the crisis, all sorts of implications of more broken promises. It's been a little bit more than two weeks since that meeting in Baltimore, Bishop. Why is it so important for you to address this now? First of all, as you reflect on things like this, you kind of feel that the media carry the headlines, but there's a little more going on. And especially probably in my heart and hopefully in the hearts of all our people, it's a time to reflect and and hopefully, too, to realize that this is a, a very important moment, but it's also a very sad occasion when we realize the church has failed again because of sin. That's a very important thing for me, that it's a spiritual problem as well as a moral and, and civil problem. But I think to address this problem, we must realize to our hearts are really where they should be. Now, we as bishops and as the committee, when we had our meeting, we did a great job in putting kind of law and a lot of issues on the table. Now, we were asked not to vote on them, but it didn't say we couldn't discuss them, which we did. had a very broad discussion mm-hmm. about the issues that we thought would help with this situation. So it was very helpful in that sense. But this is to do with kind of law. But there's also the other issue, I think, that we sometimes fail to recognize. The Holy Father keeps reminding us this is a spiritual problem. We can solve a lot of things in our minds, but we have to ask, where are our hearts? That's really what's at issue, because the first thing that the Holy Father said to the bishops when they went to Rome in August, he said to Cardinal Donato, are you going to have a retreat? And he said, well, what do you mean, Holy Father? Well, he said, you need to pray about this, because this is very serious. Cardinal Donato said, well, well, I'll think about it. And then the Holy Father said a few weeks later when he met him again, he said, are you having the retreat? He said, no, we're having our meeting. But he said, you need to have a retreat as well. The fact that priests have disavowed their commitment to God is a very important thing. And it's not just a canonical issue. It's also a very important spiritual issue that can't be overlooked. Sure. So intent focus on prayer from the Holy Father. And all the bishops are called to retreat by the Pope in January. Yes. He has sent his own personal spiritual director to come and give us the retreat, which is a very important moment. In fact, Cardinal Donardo said that the Holy Father met him three times during the World Synod on Young People. He met him the first time he said, are you having the retreat? He said, well, we didn't get a retreat director yet. So a few days later, he said, here's the retreat directory. Here's his phone number. So the third day, he said, have you called him yet? (laughs) So he was very insistent that we need to be on retreat. And I think it's very important for us as collegiality. We have come together now and understood in a sense that we have to deal with this canonically, but we also have to deal with it from our heart, that we have to make sure that we know where our mind is, but we also have to ask the question, where is our heart? Are we committed to who Christ is in our life? What do you hope the bishops walk away with from that retreat in January? I think it's a come-to-Jesus talk for all of us, because the issue is how could we have a situation where a priest, a bishop, came to the level of being a cardinal, why did these things happen in our world today? I was very upset. I was very disheartened. How could this happen? And I think our people are in the same position. 
One response is the canonical response, but there's also a spiritual. We really have to look into our own hearts and souls. Where are we going in our world today? Exactly. In fact, many Catholics expressed confusion about yeah. what, what happened in Baltimore. Why did the Vatican ask the bishops to delay this vote? Well, basically, for them, it wasn't a major power struggle or anything. This was all put together within a matter of weeks. And then it was sent to Rome a few days before we were going to vote on it. And Rome didn't have enough time to look it over, but Rome pointed out already there were some serious issues that need to be resolved with some of the canonical. They didn't say we reject it, but they said, I don't think this is something we need to propose right now. And again, because we're having a big meeting in February with all the leaders of the different bishops' conferences of the world, it will be a time to put this on the table and say, this is how we need to do it as a church. This is a way to solve some of these issues. It may not be the only way, but we need to know that we can put it forward then. And then it becomes a law of the church for the world, not just for the bishops of America. How did you feel the exact moment that you learned there would be no vote? I read a fellow bishop described it as a show-stopping, kind of a troubling moment, but he really insists and feels that Pope Francis very much cares about what's happening here in the United States. When Cardinal DiNardo, the first thing that he opened the meeting that he said was, we're not going to take a vote on this. And I was very disappointed because one of the reasons I went to the meeting, because I knew that if we were going to take a vote, I had to be there because it had to be passed by you know, the majority of the bishops. So I was very disappointed first. But then I said, well, why? There must be a reason why. And rather than speculate, I had to wait. And ironically, it wasn't until the third day it came clear that the reasons were basically that there are investigations going on and there are other things going on behind the scenes that we have to wait. This was not the time to do this. Now, we had a discussion on the issues, but we didn't vote on it, which is not going to hurt, but it just means that it was a time for us as bishops to reflect at least anyway. And you mentioned that Pope Francis has taken this unprecedented step of calling for the summit in February calling presidents of every Episcopal conference in the world to Rome for three days to meet. W what is that all about? Well, I think it's going to be very interesting. There's a Jesuit, Father Hans Zullner. He's a psychologist, and he is on the, the committee with Cardinal O'Malley. And he is very firm on saying that there will be some proposals put forward at this, and it'll be for all the church of the world. So it's going to become a very important moment because Francis sees it as very important. But unfortunately, you will find in some parts of the world, some bishops think it's only a Western problem. But I think Francis wants it to reiterate it's a worldwide problem. It's not just a canonical problem, and it's not just a moral problem. It's a spiritual problem, but we cannot tolerate this. And we have to really, for once and for all, come to a greater awareness of what we really want, how we will really solve this problem. Exactly. What might you say to, to troubled Catholics who may feel that there's no hope in this situation right now? When our hearts are not at peace, you wonder what is happening. I think it's a time for us to, again, ask the Lord for his wisdom and guidance. Because sometimes we are, our hearts are filled with so much anxiety. If we're going to let our hearts be ruled by anxiety, are we going to let our hearts be ruled by God's grace and strength? Are we aware there are moments like this where the church may have disappointed us, but it's also a moment of grace that we allow the Lord into our hearts and into the hearts of our people that we can really truly say, 
Lord, help us, because we need the, the wisdom of God, not just the wisdom of the world at this present time to solve these issues. I always say, original sin is alive and well. None of us are perfect. We have falls. But we also have to realize who we are. We are made in the image and likeness of God. And we have to allow the grace of God to change our hearts and change our lives and change our, our behaviors. And that's for all of us. It's not just for a few. It's for everybody. If we call ourselves Christ-like or Christian, we have to believe that. Amen. Is there anything else that you've been pondering since the meeting that we haven't spoken about? One of the things that disappointed me because people ask a lot of questions and sometimes you wonder, who are they listening to? Did the Holy Father stop this or was it this all Pope Francis? Those are questions you would justly the people would ask. But really, the Holy Father didn't stop anything. It was a congregation of bishops said to us as bishops, we have accepted your guidelines and what you feel is important response to the crisis in the United States. We don't mind it. We'd ask you to discuss it, but we wouldn't ask you to vote on it. Because voting on it at this stage, because there are issues where, where we feel that you may have to amend some of this. So it would be better to wait until the whole church looks at it, and then we can come back and say, okay, now you can vote on it. So they're not saying no, but they're just saying, wait a minute, let some other eyes look at this so that it can become a law for the whole of the church, not just for America. Wonderful. So you'll be going to this retreat in January? And, yes. and where will that be? That will be in Mundelein in Chicago, ah. their seminary. All the bishops are asked to go there, and they spiritual director and the retreat master for the Holy Father will give the retreat. I think it'll be important for us because there's no agenda in the sense we're not there to solve a problem, but we are there to ask ourselves, where are we in our spiritual life? Where are we with the Lord? Where are we with our own conscience? That's more important than anything right now. So maybe when you'll come back, you can share some of the great spiritual moments you had up there with us? Yeah. Because again, it's just like Jesus. How many times did Jesus say, come away with me for a little while? Jesus constantly brought his disciples away with him. They also have to seek God's mercy. We have to be faithful to who Christ is in our life. Many people have been talking about this on social media, writing letters to the diocese. They're looking for answers. As Catholics, we feel that our life sometimes is dictated to us by the social media, by what happens in the world. But sometimes we have to, in the sense, have taken it in prayer to the Lord. In moments like that, we, we gain a greater insight in really what's happening. Because it's not just about me personally as a bishop, but it's about all of us. Where are we in our relationship with God? Where are we in our relationship with our brothers and sisters? And what is motivating us today? If it's fear and anger, I would be very worried. I really, in my heart and soul, I trust the Lord. I pray for his grace and strength to not only um, help me, but to help all of us uh, during this moment because it is a crisis. We have solutions, but I think we also have a, a very important matter to say, who are we? We're not just problem solvers. We're also followers of Christ. We're also Christ to one another. We're also, in a sense, to bring hope into the world. We're also to bring healing. We're also, in a sense, to be teachers. Are you calling yourself a follower of Christ? I thank you so much for joining us today, Bishop, and, and sharing those thoughts on Baltimore. And, we, and we'd love to have you back in January after retreat and talk some more about the ongoing issues. You mind leaving us today with final prayer and blessings, sir? So on this day, as we ask Almighty God to bless us, but ever mindful of who we are, we're asking the Lord to come into our heart into our heart to, to give us the strength and the hope and the courage to believe and trust, into our minds to give us the wisdom, the understanding, 
and above all the knowledge to not only know him and love him but to really truly know what is right and what is wrong so on these days lord we ask for your wisdom and guidance not only in the lives of our bishops but in the lives of all our people and in a very special way to remember those who have been hurt by the church those who are victims and above all those who are really truly asking the Lord to help them. We pray that God's infinite love and mercy may be in the hearts of all our people. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Bishop, and thank you, everyone, for listening today. This has been a special presentation of Faith Fit. We wish you all peace, love, and joy.